Hello and welcome to Tag One Team Talks, our series on emerging web technologies at Tag One Consulting. Uh, today's episode is about Drupal Spoons, a configuration of groups and projects built on GitLab that offers issues, merge requests, and continuous integration for contributed projects in the Drupal ecosystem. I'm Preston So, and I'll be the host of today's episode. I'm joined today by two of my dear friends and colleagues, Mosh Weitzman, located in Boston. He is a subject matter expert, senior architect, and project lead at Tag One. We're also joined today by Michael Myers, who's located in the Brookshires, Massachusetts, managing director at Tag One. I'm your host, editor-in-chief, Preston So, here in New York City, where it's currently raining cats and dogs. But let's go ahead and jump right into uh, this really interesting conversation. I don't know much about this topic, so I'm really excited for today's episode. Um, first off, Mosh, at a high level, uh, what is Drupal Spoons? Should we explain what a spoon is first, maybe, too? For sure. Yeah, people are uh, very curious about the name. So there, uh, in this ecosystem I've built, uh, this platform, there are spoons and there are forks. And the word forks is easier to explain than spoon. So in Git, you can have a public repo that people are sharing, and then people are encouraged to make forks of that repo, and that's where they make changes. And then the forks are encouraged to use merge requests in order to move their changes into the main repo. So that's what a fork is. And uh, so spoons are the other half of Drupal spoons. And you know we'll definitely talk a lot more about why we need spoons and forks and that kind of thing. It's a very evocative name motion. And you know, to be honest, I didn't really think about forks when I heard the name Drupal spoons. So I really yeah. appreciate that explanation. And so, so, so I guess, you know, for, for, for folks who are, who are a little less familiar with how, you know, how modules and projects are built in the Drupal ecosystem, you know, how, you know, you've, you've, you've kind of alluded to very briefly some of the kind of things that people deal with today. What does the development process look like for a typical contributor right now who's managing a module or a theme and, you know, how does that kind of change with uh, the motion over to GitLab and, of course, um, how things have been working on Drupal.org? Sure. So the way the development process works today on Drupal.org is that we have an issue queue for each project, Devel and CTools and PathAuto and so forth. And in that issue queue, people are encouraged to post patch files. And that's the mechanism that they use in order to propose changes to those projects. Those patch files are picked up by a bot called Drupal CI. And Drupal CI has a recipe where it assembles the project like PathAuto, applies the proposed change, the patch file, brings in uh, the right version of Drupal core and the right database and so forth, and runs the suite of unit tests on it. So that's how development works today. And it certainly works. Drupal has achieved lots of success with it. And in a sense, with Drupal Spoons, we're doing the same kind of thing. We're just doing it a lot more elegantly, in my opinion. And so I want to get into like, what are the pain points for the current Drupal.org development process? So I have a list here, if people will bear with me. So when you're authoring issues and replies on Drupal.org, it's extremely hard to upload images in order to supplement the point you're trying to make. There is an image button in the toolbar. If you click that, you would think that you could just like drag an image in, you can't. The process, which isn't well described, is that you have to attach an image file to your 
to your comment and then reference that image file when you click that image button. So there's a two-step process there. It's only two steps, but it's enough to discourage most people from using issues, using images, sorry. You might think that like using images is not a big deal because, well, we never had that, but it is a big deal. Okay. So when you're talking about bug reports, when you're talking about support requests and feature proposals, the conversation goes way faster and clearer when you have images supporting that conversation. Um, so the Drupal.org flow is actively inhibiting our conversation by not making it easy to add images. Um, in GitLab, you can copy from one place and paste into the text area and you have an image uploaded. You know, no fuss. Um, you can drag it from somewhere on your desktop and move it into the text area and you have an image. Um, in fact, you know, Drupal 8 works that way, but Drupal.org doesn't have Drupal 8. It has Drupal 7. And so we don't have nice images and it really hurts us. Another problem with, or another pain point with Drupal.org is the nitpick culture. When people propose patches, inevitably people follow through and they might comment on the material points about your patch, but they will definitely comment on the variable names they disagree with or the white space they disagree with or various other coding standards issues. Um, and you know, it's fine that those things should get fixed before they get into the code. However, it's not fine in my experience to just say what those problems are without also fixing them. And, but the tools didn't make that easy. So the culture on Drupal.org is generally that it's okay to just give a nitpick review and walk away. The way this is solved on GitLab, there are a couple different ways. When you're giving a review in a merge request, you can actually um, submit a suggestion, which is this line should be this way. And you write the new line for that way, new, new version of that line, and the author of the merge request can accept your change proposal. And so neither the, the reviewer or the merge request author had to get their command line tools out to do this work. It was all done with a browser. It was all done easily. So I, as a patch author, would love to get suggestions and would not love to get nitpick discussion. And there's this other tool called the Web IDE in GitLab, which is amazing. Really cool engineering that someone did and product engineering. On any merge request, you can say open in Web IDE. And what happens then is that you get this IDE in the browser that has syntax highlighting. It has the ability to, op it opens automatically all the files that were changed in that merge request. And you can go ahead and make the changes that you have spotted for that uh, merge request. So it's like a much enhanced version of suggestions where you can make a substantially better version of the patch, again, without resorting to the command line, pulling down the branch, opening up the editor and so forth. Um, you have a quick way of making changes. Um, so I think the, our velocity will improve once we adopt the web IDE. You know, the web IDE does other stuff that are amazing. Like as you're making changes, you can make commits and those commits automatically run the CI pipeline. And you can see this CI pipeline, pipeline status as you're developing in the web IDE. So you can uh, iteratively make changes so that your tests pass. Um, so it, it really is quite smart engineering there. And I think we'll really benefit from that. The GitLab issue queue supports bulk editing. You know, there's this problem on Drupal.org where like when we go to a new version, it's a real pain to enter into every issue, change its version and submit it. 
but that is the process. When we have to do hundreds of those, like when there's new versions of Drupal core, the process is, that I've seen is that XJAM opens up an infrastructure issue and asks Neil to run a script on the server so that we can move hundreds of issues and change their version. Um, that's a service that is not open to all projects and it's, it, it just doesn't have to be that cumbersome. This is something that is out of the box with GitLab. More pain points. Okay, Absolutely. One of the things I think you've done really well here, Moshe, is, is to illustrate kind of the, you know, the fact that you know, not only are we grappling with the fact that you know, Drupal.org is, is sort of this older, you know, it's, kind of, it's kind of this well-established approach, but obviously there are certain areas of friction. You identified the images problem, for example, batch editing, you know, that's another issue as well. And you know, as we know very well, the Drupal Association has been working really hard to migrate all of Drupal's code over to GitLab. If you're interested in hearing more about that, we have a couple of episodes with the Drupal Association's engineering team as part of Tag 1 Team Talks on that subject. But I'm kind of curious, you know, I know that most you don't have any, any special privileged access to GitLab, which is a shame because I was going to ask you to help me, you know, hack into some of those really cool features you described. But, you know, you said that it uses, you know, zero custom code except for the issue migration. What exactly uh, do you see as kind of the next steps in terms of kind of you know, do you have plans to integrate it all with the work that the developer, that the Drupal Association is doing? You know, is there kind of, you know, synergy between what you're working on and what they're working on? What's the kind of uh, next steps in terms of where this is headed? Yeah. So I have been in close contact with the DA and, uh, and they, they're watching Drupal Spoons really closely. It's my impression that they are rooting for Drupal Spoons. They would love for the community to embrace it. If we look at it from their shoes, they have a lot of work in front of them and not much resources to do it in. And that was only made worse by the cancellation of DrupalCon North America recently. And so wouldn't it be great if they could just move everyone off of the project modules onto vanilla GitLab? I think they, they would love that. They, they would you know, remove maintenance of the project modules and thus be able to upgrade to Drupal 9 on Drupal.org um, in a much simpler fashion. And they could potentially remove maintenance of Drupal CI, which is quite a big um, time, time and resource investment they have too. And like all those uh, dollars and hours can go into, you know, the next highest priority. Um, so I think that's why the DA is really um, interested in this project. Um, at the same time, the DA basically follows what the community says and wants, right? Um, above all else. And so, you know, I've been saying that Drupal Spoons is a model and a movement. It's a model in that I'm showing the DA and showing the community that we can use vanilla GitLab and it'll work fine. Um, but, it, but that's not enough. If it was just a proof of concept, I, I, I would have announced it on Twitter and been done with it. But I feel like we need modules to move over. We need people to move over. We need people to want it and to say they want it and to tweet about it um, in order to overcome the status quo. I think that like, there's no villain in this case. Like people are generally supportive of this move. Um, the only villain is the status quo. Um, it, it, it's, you know, uh, people have their pet features that work differently from Drupal.org to GitLab and they might prefer the way they work on, on Drupal.org. But I think, you know, I, I have more pain points that I can illustrate here. I think when you look at the, the sum of the pain points and the sum of the improvements that GitLab offers, 
we just might have to bid a you know fond farewell to a few things that were preferable on drupal.org absolutely absolutely and i think that you know this is part of uh, a lot of you know Obviously, there's been discourse since the very beginning of Drupal's move to Git, for example, about, you know, leveraging some of these source control providers and their, their full feature sets. Um, and it's been a very fraught kind of discussion, obviously, because there's a lot of different uh, passions and moving parts and, you know, really, really challenging issues involved. So, um, you know, I think, I think um, one of the things I can say is that, you know, we definitely, you know, uh, uh, sort of appreciate most your uh, really kind of concentrated thinking on how can we actually, you know, challenge that status quo and move into this kind of much more kind of developer friendly direction um, for this environment, which I love. But, you know, I, so I think we glossed over a little bit of kind of the, the, the core features of Drupal Spoons. I think that, you know, your description was, was incredible, uh, but I want to dig in just a little bit further into some of these kind of three core pillars that you identified. So, you know, you mentioned that Drupal Spoons offers obviously issue support, you know, you know, I imagine, you know, this is very similar to kind of the ways in which GitHub or GitLab normally does issue queues. One of the things that I know that GitLab, GitLab provides is a much richer kind of customizability when it comes to things like um, issue management and things of that nature. Could you speak to a little bit kind of, you know, how does kind of Drupal Spoons improve upon the issue management or, or issue process within the GitLab context nowadays? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so the features from GitLab that you know, we're primarily using are issues, merge requests, and continuous integration. CI. So, you know, GitLab offers relatively simple issues. They're better in some ways and worse in some ways than Drupal.org issues. And, you know, the sort of management of them is the same. You have a set of maintainers who accept code changes and that sort of thing. One place where I think that Drupal Spoon's really innovated here is the local development process for contrib modules is a lot better defined than it is on Drupal.org. When you git clone a contrib project from Drupal Spoons and run composer install, you have a fully functioning website and installation of Drupal there. You don't then have to like simlink it into an external Drupal core, for example, in order to have tests run. It, it all is cohesive right there. That's beneficial for a couple reasons. One is that in your IDE, you have Drupal core, you can uh, do completion and so forth with the, with the right version of Drupal core. Furthermore, any other dependencies are right there. Next up, what was I gonna say? I had a list. Well, the, the test running. Okay, so you can just run composer unit and your, your tests run. No um, sim linking, yeah. Yes, but, but apart from that on, on Drupal CI, you kind of have this problem where your tests don't run exactly the same as they do on Drupal CI. And so you have people who are following the Drupal CI docs. How do I get Drupal CI locally so that I can replicate the failure that I'm seeing on Drupal.org testing? That's not a thing with Drupal Spoons. Like it's exactly the same commands that you run locally and that you run at, at, at GitLab. So I think that's another real benefit for developers is that you have a, a clear way to develop and run tests. I think, you know, especially as, as, as tests become more and more critical to every developer's workflow, obviously, you know, I think the adoption of test-driven development has been, you know, relatively slow, but, but you know, picking up some speed. 
this will be very, very good to see a lot of adoption in the Drupal community of, of these kind of mechanisms. And I'm very excited to see, you know, you mentioned, for example, merge requests, which of course are unique to GitLab, really, really great feature, you know, a kind of unique CI feature suite. But you also mentioned the web IDE, which I thought was one of the things that, you know, has been really challenging. You know, it's really hard to kind of directly edit code within the environment that you're reviewing code in. So I think that that's a really good kind of uh, component as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess, you know, to move away a little bit from the kind of engineering side, because obviously everyone can read your blog post. It's, it's, you know, an incredible description of exactly what Drupal Spoons does. I want to get a little bit of the kind of human side here, the personal side here. Like, how did Drupal Spoons come about? You know, what were some of the problems that, that you saw and that were affecting your own kind of personal workflows? And why did you end up creating it? Yeah. One of the projects I maintain is called Devel. And if people want to check out Drupal Spoons, that might be a good project to, to check out on there. We had a problem with uh, testing on Drupal.org where it wasn't showing all of the deprecations that we expected it to show. Um, and so we were running the, the test suite on Travis CI, which is a pretty cool system, but had a little bit of frustration with that. And rather than improve our Travis tests, I wanted to give GitLab CI a try for running our tests. And in order to run the tests, I had to kind of reorganize the code base. Um, and once I had the code reorganized and the tests running, I was like, well, this is really cool. This is the way I want to work. Wouldn't, you know, why not bring issues and merge requests in and just do the whole shebang? So it kind of spiraled in that way. I didn't intend to, to build uh, a whole CI system for Devel. And I certainly didn't intend to build um, a platform for other projects to join on. Um, but like it made every step of the way made sense and it made it cooler and we were under lockdown and it was a Corona project. Um, and it, it was really a lot of fun, um, you know, while the world was, was stopped. So I'm happy with, with how it has turned out. I think it's totally usable by projects that want to use it and you'll recognize benefits on day one from doing so. I think this illustrates very well also the kind of scratch your own itch, you know, tendency in the Drupal community and also in open source at large. Um, you know, obviously uh, this sprung up from, you know, a, a, a kind of task that you needed to do for, for maintenance of the develop module. You know, it wasn't necessarily something that was, you know, this grandiose idea. And, um, you know, I love that the pandemic helps you find the time to really build this out. Um, uh, you know, uh, I wish I could have been that productive and prolific, but uh, maybe next pandemic, we'll see. Um, hey, so one question I had for you, Mosh, though, was, you know, we've talked about how this is going to completely reinvent and, you know, revitalize in some ways the uh, kind of contributed developer process and the developer workflows that people use to create contributed projects. Is this going to be for core too? Is there any kind of potential or any sort of way that this could possibly be something that could be really beneficial to, you know, core committers or core maintainers um, like Fabian, who's a guest on our core confidential show all the time? Yeah. Um, so, you know, my personal opinion is that core could definitely, um, could definitely use this process. You know, I think that politically core is a bigger deal to many people. So I haven't tried to really advocate for core using Drupal spoons. So my goal really is to like get contrib projects to use it first on Drupal spoons and then maybe the DA will offer for contrib um, a vanilla GitLab experience. I think that would be an awesome next step. 
Um, and then I think it's up to the um, community and the core maintainers to decide, do we want to stick with project module or do we want to make GitLab work? Um, and uh, I am like thrilled to be part of that conversation and do prototyping and talk through the pain points. Um, you know, ultimately we'll, we'll see where that goes. I think that core might be sufficiently different in its needs that maybe it's going to be its own group on GitLab that is separate from Drupal spoons. Like it might not be the exact same configuration, but I think all of the same ideas and workflows apply. I think that's a, a very worthy goal. It sounds like a very lofty vision. <laughs> you know, I think we all know how challenging it is to get some of these things, you know, going for not just contrib, but also for core. Uh, so, so out of curiosity, you know, I know that this, this originally started out as a kind of uh, uh, milestone for the develop module. Um, and I, you know, as I understand it, it's, it's, it's live and working right now for develop module. Um, could you speak a little bit to kind of like, how can somebody leverage Drupal Spoons today? Um, and, you know, for example, me, you know, I, I, I have very, uh, you know, I have a couple of projects that I've got that um, I'd love to introduce Drupal Spoons to. What's kind of the first step for someone who's totally new to the Drupal Spoons approach? And yeah. um, how can I get started? Yeah, yeah, there's like, uh, you know, 25 modules or so that are enjoying Drupal Spoons right now. The way you join is that first you join as a user where there's like one issue you have to create in a queue called the Webmasters issue queue. And the only thing you have to do is post an issue that says join Drupal Spoons. At that point, a bot will pick up your new issue request um, using the, the GitLab API, and it will add you to the Drupal Spoons group and the Drupal Forks group. The difference between the two being you have only read permissions in Drupal Spoons, but you have full write permissions in Drupal Forks, and you can make any changes you want and get to any project. So we always collaborate in Drupal Forks, um, but uh, Drupal Spoons is where like the golden accepted code is. Um, so you uh, fill out that issue to join, and then you fill out a second issue that says migrate, and then the module name to Drupal Spoons. That's it. Um, then someone will come in, run a CI pipeline that's gonna migrate your project over. And migrate all, your project over means that the, the code comes over, the issues come over, and uh, you get a project created for a spoon and you get your project created as a fork and you get uh, someone, you know, the bot replies or the person replies in the post and says, your project has been migrated. The cool thing or one cool feature about that is that uh, Drupal Spoons automatically mirrors all your code changes to drupal.org. So any changes that you're making on Spoons are automatically come back to drupal.org. And so when people download packages through Composer or download tarballs, they're getting the latest code and you didn't have to do any work there. Well, that's incredible. And, 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 you know, I think that, you know, first of all, it's, it's, it's an, it's incredibly kind of, you know, straightforward process and that makes sense. I'm looking forward to migrating over to Drupal Spoons. If I, well, if I find the time, we'll see, but you know, it's great to hear that there's 25 modules, you know, are there any kind of prominent names on that list that we would know about? Um, I'm sure there are. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of enthusiastic Drupal Spoons users who would be very, or, or Drupal Spoons, uh, folks who are interested in Drupal Spoons who would be interested to hear kind of who, who, yeah. who is currently using it. I think that the one that most people will know about is Migrate. Um, yeah, Lucas Hedden has done um, a great job of moving um, the Migrate suite over. 
Um, so most of Migrate is uh, now on Drupal Spoons. Um, otherwise, Jurgen Haas moved a bunch of his modules, the Drupal remote dashboard, and uh, yeah, there, there are other like interesting but less known modules that have moved over to. Yeah, so if you look at the Drupal Spoons group, you can see the listing of who's in there. That's amazing. Um, now, you know, one thing I wanted to ask is, you know, you know, obviously, of course, it, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion to be had coming soon about, you know, whether this, you know, what this means for core, what this means for Dru the, the the Drupal Association, what this means for our GitLab migration. Um, but from the standpoint of, you know, open source governance and uh, the community that you've begun to foster, which is really incredible here in this ecosystem, um, you know, is every aspect of Drupal Spoons open source, free and open source? Um, you know, how would you like people to get involved? Is there a place where you know maybe there's some some good initial steps that contributors could work on, um, and uh, you know how can people get involved in yeah. in helping you out and supporting this uh, amazing ecosystem? For sure. Um, so like the simplest thing is to tweet about it and blog about it and um, make your support known. Um, more involved would be to come to the Webmasters issue queue, Drupal Spoon slash Webmasters, um, and look at the open issues there. Um, and participate in them. Um, you can also look at the code that's there. Yes, Drupal Spoons is all open source. You can browse the code. You can open up a merge request and make it better. So I would welcome those kinds of participation for sure. And, and yeah, to bring your projects over would be a, a great way to show your support. Wonderful. So, you know, one thing I did want to kind of, kind of ask here is, you know, in terms of the ways in which this kind of approach is changing, you know, I recognize, for example, that the ways in which developer processes work, one of the things I know is coming soon, for example, is, you know, I'm not sure exactly what it entails, but GitHub code spaces, for example, how does this approach with Drupal spoons fit into the larger kind of, you know, debate happening right now around workspaces, issue workspaces and, and GitHub's coming code spaces? Um. So, I mean, I think the bottom line is it gets Drupal into the modern world of, um, you know, web-based and Git-based development. Um, so, so that's how it fits. Like, you know, we have millions and millions of dollars going into developer um, experience, right? As you mentioned, GitHub and Microsoft has pour have poured tremendous resources into that. And on the other side, GitLab has poured tremendous resources um, into a platform. So it's not, it's not feasible for the Drupal community to keep up with that kind of investment. We don't have the UX team, the product leadership to build at that velocity. And you can see because project module rarely get touched by people outside the association. So, so it, it, you know, it's about time for us to like jump on that train and benefit from it. GitLab is, is like an amazing product, an amazing company. If people haven't been paying attention, they, they have a velocity that's outstanding. They have like a super transparent company. You can read all of their policies. You can read their backlog directly as GitLab issues. You see who all the product managers are for each section. You can just mention them in an issue and they will reply. Like they really have been impressive in how they run their company and how they execute their product development. So you know, one thing that I'm really happy that the DA did was pick GitLab as a platform. I think that's really gonna, gonna serve us well. 
I couldn't agree more. I think that you know, GitLab is, is, is a resolute step into the future for Drupal. And it's going to be exciting to see how, how uh, we begin to leverage some of those exciting features and especially how we begin to really uh, you know, get the value that you've described out of, out of Drupal Spoons. I'm, I'm very, very excited. So uh, we have a segment here, now for something completely different. We have a little segment here on Tag One Team Talks called the Aside Tag. And uh, what we do is we just spend about one minute per panelist and we share something going on in our personal life, something that is, you know, something that we've been, you know, that we've learned about recently or that we've been playing with or uh, something that we want our audience to check out. Obviously, we have a lot of listeners and a lot of viewers from around the world. So I'll go first. You know, uh, obviously, the last couple of weeks have, have been really you know, tough for, for black communities around the country and around the world. One thing that I was really happy to do was to share the conference that I organized a couple days. We released a statement last Monday or earlier this week, actually, in support of Black Lives Matter and also against a lot of these horrible things that are tearing down, you know, all of the communities that we hold dear, namely, you know, issues like anti-blackness, white supremacy, police violence, all of these are, are, are horrible kind of you know, sins in America. So one thing that I've done is, uh, you know, we had a really great meeting where we discussed the statement and released it. And one of the things that um, I'm excited to report is that we're also going to be issuing a donation to Black Girls Code. So very, very uh, excited to do that with the team. And, you know, this labor of love and this nonprofit conference is something that, you know, has really shown up in terms of the kind of emphatic and strong statement that uh, we wanted to issue in light of these events. So that's what's been going on in my world. Myers or Mosh, uh, what's been going on in your world? I could talk a little bit about my garden. I've been growing my garden here with my girlfriend, Julie, and it's coming along great. We're doing lettuce for the first time and like the lettuce is sprouting like mad. So lots of salads happening around here. I got to figure out maybe additional ways to use lettuce beyond the salad. Might try lettuce on the grill. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, the, the tomatoes will come in soon and the herbs are doing great. And just want to give a shout out to all the other Drupal gardeners out there. When I, when I lived in Denver, Mosh, there was a restaurant that had a grilled Caesar salad. Uh, really? Grilled lettuce is amazing. I've never tried it, but I, I'll make that my aside tag as well, building on yours. I've started a window garden, <laughs> uh, something I've always wanted to do. Even though we have outdoor space now, I'm still the mindset of living in a city. But I've got avocados sprouting and, you know, growing scallions in a cup and all the, the COVID things that, that people are doing. Uh, and it's awesome. You know, now we have scallions every time we need them. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, we did have a shorter episode today, you know, I, but I think that this was a wonderful introduction to Drupal Spoons. I think we can dig much more into some of the nitty gritty and details within Drupal Spoons. I'd love to dig into especially some of the uh, CI capabilities that Mosh mentioned, uh, mentioned earlier. So to finish things off today, all the links that we mentioned today, whether it's related to Drupal Spoons or the GitLab migration or the episodes that we mentioned are going to be posted online with this episode of Tag One Team Talks. And if you liked this episode, if you enjoyed what uh, we had to say today and if you're interested in the topics that we had to cover for today please remember to upvote subscribe share this with your friends and family share this with your colleagues and your coworkers. and as always you can check out our past episodes at tag1.com slash tag team talks 
As always, we'd love your feedback and insight and any, you know, any sort of ideas or proposals you have for topics you want to hear about. If you want to bring Mosh back, talk more about Drupal Spoons. If you want to bring um, you know, someone else on board to learn about something that they're working on, please write to us at tagteamtalks at tagwinconsulting.com. I want to thank my dear friends and colleagues today, uh, Mosh and Myers, who uh, joined me on this episode, and uh, we'll see you next time.